Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I want to do this now. It's been a pretty remarkable offseason here for Howie Roseman and what he has accomplished here when it comes to retooling his football team. And I've said this to you before. One of the things that has always um, been a problem with me is that when Howie decides to get out of the personnel department and go into the coaching area, that's where the football team gets into trouble. Okay? He's done his job. Now you hand it to the coaches. And it's up to the coaches now, 11 days from now, on September 11th, to take this football team and see what they can do with it. It's their opportunity now. And the Eagles over the last 48 hours have made a move. The Eagles send wide receiver Jalen Rager to the Vikings in exchange for a 2023 seventh-round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth-round pick that could end up falling down to a fifth pick if they do not meet all the requirements and incentives. Yesterday, they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Saints, and they've upgraded the, I would say, the safety position because that's where they're probably going to play him with Bradbury and with Slay on the other side. So you've got versatility in there. And my friend Chris Landry from Landry Football um, will tell us right now, again, because first and foremost, Chris, I want to start out before we get into the offseason here, Jalen Rager. Um, you're down in that neck of the woods in New Orleans. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, how did he end up with the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, was this just a salary move here, or was it the Honey Badger that cost them the opportunity? Do you think he's a good player? Give me your assessment of the whole move. They couldn't get a long-term deal done with him, so they just wanted to – they've got depth at their position, and if they were – they they didn't want to – they wanted to get something for him since they weren't able to extend him. So, And they've they've got a little bit of luxury there depth-wise, so – I think it was a combination of both, but mainly the fact that uh, they couldn't get a long-term deal done. He has had a had a, a, a different idea of what his value was in the potential market, uh, and we'll see going forward where that is. But um, they didn't want to go forward with him if they didn't have a long-term deal with him. I have a lot of respect for Mickey Loomis, as you do, Chris. I think he really does a nice job evaluating talent. Um, um, your thoughts on... Chauncey Gardner-Johnson joining the Eagles. Um, is he a playmaker? Do you like him? Do you think that his versatility, you could play him in the nickel, you could play him in the slot corner, safety? Will you, give me your, your your impression of him. Yeah, no, I think he has some value. I think it's a good move for Philly. I think the key is going to be long-term. Do you, you know, do you, do you, can, can you get a deal done with him 
um, you made a trade, uh, is it a one-year deal? You know, or is it going to be one of those cases where, you know, he's going to have, uh, again, the difference between what he values himself and maybe what the Eagles might, this could be a one-year rental deal, in which case it's not as good of a deal. But uh, that's the reason why they were not able to, you know, they didn't want to move forward. But they've got a good player there. He's got versatility to, uh, to play outside. I think he's physical. Um, they, they just Saints have a little bit more depth than the Eagles do right now at that position. Jalen Rager being sent to the Minnesota Vikings. And obviously when you send a first round draft choice and you're getting a seventh rounder, you're obviously kind of waving the white flag on this thing here too. You know, both parties, probably Chris Wright needed to move on from one another. Rager wasn't happening in, in Philadelphia. Now he gets an opportunity to be in a pass happy offense up there, your impressions of the deal here with Rager going to Minnesota. I think you nailed it. Um, it's, it just it didn't work out, and you know it's a, it was a big miss for the Eagles, and there's no risk at all for the Vikings. I mean they they've got a guy that I know that they probably like most people thought of him as a pretty good player, and new uh, new change of scenery might benefit him. Um, but again, if it doesn't, the Vikings haven't really lost anything. It's it's the Eagles' loss here, and they just move on, cut their ties. Uh, for, again, a mistake that they'll probably regret for a while. I said yesterday that the Philadelphia Eagles have the deepest roster um, in the NFC. Am I right or wrong when I say that? Uh, I don't know that I go that far, although I think it's pretty deep. I don't think it's the best. Uh, I, I don't think they have as many, you know, I don't think that they're a um, – a great roster, but I do like the depth. I think the, the Chris, that's where I was. I, I I don't think they have a lot of top three players except for yeah. maybe in the old line, but I think depth wise. And as you know, this is the war of attrition and the teams that you see on August 31 may not be the same team on January one. So that's kind of, you can win ball games. That's kind of what the, that's kind of what the Eagles did in 17. They kind of out uh, uh, attrition to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they may end up, it it may end up being the 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 key factor that puts them in a good position in the East because depth wise they may out uh, outlast everybody. Now, are they good enough to go deep? That's where I would uh, I would say no at this point. But such a long season, we don't we don't know. I just think that they're they're uh, if I was looking at the best teams in the NFC, I, I wouldn't put the Eagles in there. But I do think that their roster is pretty deep, definitely in the NFC East. And I really look at it because I, you know, I just I don't like the Packers' depth. Although I think that they're better, I'm just thinking about it. I think the Saints have good depth. Um, you know, even a team like the the Niners that are really good and and the Rams, uh, you know, depth wise, uh, you know, I, I like those teams better, but I don't know that they're deeper. So, I think it's an interesting discussion. Um, I don't know that it's going to get them as as far as maybe some Eagles fans think, but I think they'll be pretty good. And who knows? Maybe maybe they can win the division. I think the division is still fairly weak, um, but I think the Eagles have as good a chance as anybody. I got to get to Jalen. Hurts here now, and I've been saying this the whole time. Chris, just because you add A.J. Brown doesn't mean you all of a sudden learn how to read defenses and offenses and understand where to throw the ball, pre-snap stuff. We're only talking about six months ago where they just looked pathetic against that Buccaneer team, and 
with the way that the practices are right now, Chris, where you're in helmets and shorts a lot, you know, you're hearing a lot of hyperbole coming out of the Novacare Center where everyone is really giving kudos to everybody. But at the end of the day, this is going to come down to whether or not you think that Jalen Hurts is a guy who could take advantage of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. Do you believe he's that guy? I'm not convinced that he is. I don't know that they're they're. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's a good enough passer. I think they've got to camouflage some of it with, you know, getting them outside the pocket. And I think, you know, you got to win there with the run game. I think you got to uh, work with the boot game. I think you got to work with the with the high percentage passes. I think him winning from in the pocket consistently, uh, working the vertical game, um, working you know the timing routes that that's not his strength. So I think you just have to kind of you have to kind of play it, um, you know, in a in a way that is like any good coach does work to his strength, which, again, is to make some plays outside the pocket, give him half-field reads. That's what you have to do. I I, I think that's, you know, not unlike some teams have to work it. I think that Baltimore is another example of that, uh, has to do some of that. So you're going to have to play really well around him. I think you can win with Galen. I don't think he's a guy that's going to win for you, kind of carrying a team on his back as a passing team. You know, and Chris, I, I'm 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 so happy that you said rolling him on half the field so it gives him a better chance being able to read defenses. Bill Walsh told me that years ago, even people like Joe Montana, that was one of the reasons that when Montana was young in his career, held the the pass in the back of the end zone to Clark was him rolling right because Walsh always believed that, hey, let's let him learn how to read half the field before the whole field. And so like I would expect to see a lot of movement and right creating passing lanes with Shane Steichen, who's now the play caller, um, to get him acclimated into passing. Because if they sit him back there, Chris, in a seven-step drop, I think it's a nightmare situation because I don't think he's good enough to do that yet. Well, it's it's the the timing aspect of a seven-step drop that's not a real fit for his style. And, and quite frankly, for a long time, it wasn't for Montana. You're right. They they worked him on half-field reads for most of three years in San Francisco. Um, that's when you develop quarterbacks. Now you throw them in and you say, go, and, you know, you got to get something done in half a season or you're a bust. It's it's not reality. It takes about 20 starts, you know, uh, to really evaluate a quarterback, good or bad. But I, I don't know that that's ever where you want to go with somebody like Jalen Hurts. 
um, as, as a pure dropback. I think you can do certain things off play action, but I think a lot of the West Coast stuff, I mean, I look, I mean, I, I think that's some of what they're going to have to do in San Francisco with their young quarterback, Trey Lance, but he may have some ability, some better pocket skills down the road that might be have a little bit more potential. But, yeah, I don't think you ask him to do a whole lot of that, and I don't think you run that type of offense. I think that's that they're going to that they're going to play it uh, to his strengths. And that's what you have to do. If you, if this is who you're going to ride with, you gotta, you gotta accentuate what a guy does well. And and that's what I think he can do better. This is where I think their advantage with what they've done in the off season here by building this roster up and putting more talent on at the Eagles, taking a look at the rest of the NFC East here. I mean, the Cowboys, am I right, Chris? I mean, aging in the O line, Zeke is not the player he was four years ago, which takes away from play action for Dak. You lose now his security blanket with Amari Cooper. You've got injuries all over the wide receiver positions where even Tony Pollard is now out in the flanks out there in the slot catching passes. I mean, how do you see the Cowboys um, as they get ready for the upcoming season? Yeah, speaking of depth, this is a team that's never had really good depth. They haven't really done a very good job over history, allocating funds the right way. They, they tend to stargaze and they, they tend to have some players that are really good. Um, but they, they don't have a lot of options when those guys go down or another way to go around and beat you. So, I mean, if you look at all things kind of falling in place, which they rarely do in this league, as you well know, um, you can make a case for Dallas but it's already started off bad. And I, I don't, I don't uh, really like their chances. And, you know, a lot of it gets thrown on um, the coach, whoever the coach is. And now, in, in, but there's, there's limitations there you have as a roster. And then there are limitations with regard to kind of what I call football culture. You know, the players there, um, you know, they, they they know the buck doesn't stop with the head coach and that's a problem. So, you know, they, the, the accountability factor among players, it's different because it, in most teams, we saw, we've seen this in, in Washington for years when Dan Snyder was, was very involved. And if you, if, if the buck doesn't stop with the head coach, you got a problem. And I think their accountability factor is what's led to it. And that's why, you know, people criticize the coaches. Well, you're not going to get a coach that is a proven disciplinary and the buck stops with me type of guy that's going to take that job because it just doesn't work. So uh, I think they, th- those are the limitations. But but when you know they when they if things are clicking right, they can go through stretches. But there's no consistency there because there's not that good foundation. Uh, of a football or operation. Uh, it's, it's one of the, the, the glitzy glamor, you know, organizations that, uh, that doesn't have a lot of sop- substance. I, or I guess, as they would say in, in Texas, it is it uh, all hat, no cattle or whatever that term is. <laughs> it, it fit, it fits literally and figuratively there. Chris, let me, let me go back. Um, something on the Eagles here and ask you about Howie Roseman. Is it possible that a guy can learn? Cause after getting the three year contract extension from the owner and after they jettisoned Doug Peterson, it's his ship now. I mean, this is his boat. He's hired the assistant coaches. 
He's hired the personnel people inside the building. And what I've seen that he's done, his mistakes, he tries covering for him. He'll go out in free agency and get A.J. Brown because he bombed on the Rager deal. Or he'll, like the Ed Rusher, Derek Barnett, complete bomb. They go out and get Hassan Reddick. And you see how economically sound that he is. He's getting these guys. And by the way, they're like the like the sixth youngest team now because they jettisoned all these 30-year-old guys off the team. And they got a lot of young guys on the football team. My point is, I guess, Howie just seems like a different guy since he's been given that three-year contract now. And there's no Doug Peterson in the building. I mean, am I right? Well, here's the thing about Howie. Uh, and and there, we've seen more and more of those type of guys in the league. Howie's not a, from a football background. So he is really good as an administrator. He listens, or when he's been successful, he, he listens to the football people. The coaches basically kind of run the draft. You know, now Howie, you know, comes across as a guy running. He's telling you about all that. But Howie can't go and sit there and look at film and say, no, I, I disagree with you, receiver coach. This guy's better. He wouldn't know one from the other. But when he listens and he gets the good information and he, and he makes it correctly, it, it works. The, the problem is, and, and it's fine to work that way, I grew up differently. I wanted as many good football people in the building as possible to have independent decisions. I don't give a flip if – I don't want you to go on the other side of the, the building, see what the coaches think, because then there's no independent thinkers. Then you all go down a, a darn you know, path and – you know, I want somebody to sit there and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We don't see these guys correctly. That's, not, that's how you. Can avoid Jalen Rager over J.J. Jefferson. You don't have enough football. With, with, when you have a GM that's not a football guy, all the GM can do is do what he can do, and that's organize and administrate. I, I tend to think while it is a business, football is a business, it's the business of football. So I want somebody that really has a strong background in scouting and evaluating that can sit there and hold up and have enough you know, credentials to where it holds up in the room and nothing about the, the power. I mean, I, you wouldn't want somebody who's not a good evaluator of talent to overrule somebody who is. So he doesn't really do that. So, and, and you see guys like that and some of it has success, but it only has success if you have a lot of good people that can play that role for you. Um, 
which is why it's going to be more hit or miss. It's not going to be as consistent. I think, you know, at times they've drafted pretty well. Mainly it's because, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, it's no, I felt the same way about John Elway. John Elway had no background in coaching or scouting, but John did work some in administration. But other than recruiting Peyton Manning to come to the Broncos, what did he do? I mean, Foxy and and, and those guys and uh, Del Rio ran the drafts and got them Vaughn Miller and do, made those decisions. It was Elway that kind of pulled the, the trigger on the seven quarterbacks or so that he tried Paxton to draft. Lynch's they were awful. The world. All them but guys. The, the point is, is, you know, now that's a difference. You know, people recognize, well, Harry Roseman doesn't have foot. Well, John Elway, who knows quarterbacks better than John Elway? Well, every evaluator that's had experience doing it because being a great quarterback, maybe one of maybe the best of all time, one of them, doesn't make you a great evaluator. So, so it's not just a, you know, cause I get this a lot of times. Well, you come from a coaching and scouting background Landry. So you don't really like it. It's not that I dislike people. I like people with analytics and business. I want to have that in the building, but I want to have people to me that are ultimately going to be heavily in tone with making the decision to have, to be able to go in the room and say, no, 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 I think we got this wrong, and that matters. How we can't go in the room and say that? Nobody takes him seriously as an evaluator. He doesn't evaluate. That's not what he does. He comes with an opinion on a player based upon what he hears, not what he can see on film. And that's just just a reality. It's not being – I don't mean it to sound rude. I'm, I'm not a – I've done a lot of contracts in this league. I'll be honest with you, Dan. I wasn't great at it. I didn't have a lot of patience, and I didn't like dealing with agents. So, I mean, I just – you know what I mean? It just wasn't my strength. Um, I, I think Howie's is. I think Howie's is listening to your football team, uh, football people tell him this is where the value is, and I think he – and I think Banner was that way too. You know, let's, let's get these guys on the contract based upon what the football people say, and I think they were very good at that. And I think that's what Joe Douglas reminds me of also that in with the Jets, he 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 comes from that and Andrew Barry too, you know, in Cleveland. These guys, they look like the same clones of that, where that's why you see a lot of hit and misses with with Howie's drafts. I mean, look, Chris, I'll even go here with you. Look at the 2020 draft. I mean, everyone's talking about the last two years. You and I know this. You truly get a true evaluation on a draft three years removed from it not two minutes from it. And so when you're looking at that 2000, I mean, Jalen, Jalen Rager, there's some other dude. I mean, very few guys are from that draft or even on the team still. Yeah. And here's the thing. If, and it's great. I, I, I always approached it as a collaborative effort with the coaches, but it was, it was a, an effort of two people doing looking separately that's the same players with the same type of credentials to evaluate. But if you're, you have to listen, if you're the type that have to listen to other people in the building to tell you, well, then what happens when those people leave, they get other jobs. They got to do position coaches. Well, all of a sudden the different, well, you, you, all of a sudden what you did before doesn't really fit, doesn't really work. That's why having somebody that is a stable force that's going to be there. If you're going to have a GM, he's going to be there. It's, 
you know, so, all right, you, you, you lose your, you lose your coordinator, you lose a couple of position coaches. Then all of a sudden you got a completely different critical factors of how to evaluate a player at that position. Cause GM is not a football guy and they've got everything down from underneath them kind of filters through it. Here's the other thing is, you know, I, I like my head coach to be a guy that can coach the coaches, Dan, that can go in and, and say to my D-line coach, Dan, hey, Dan, you know, here's what I'm seeing. And, and, and you know, have the respect of that. Well, to me, I want – this is me now. I want my GM to be able to scout the scouts and coach the scouts. How are you going to grow and develop – and get continuity in evaluating if your top quote-unquote evaluator is not an evaluator. And that that's where I think it's difficult. So it's kind of like, okay, you can throw a head coach in a – I mean, you know, Jimmy Johnson's a great example. Yeah, he had great coaches with him, but, boy, he could he could sit there and he could kind of rein in a Butch Davis or a Wani or somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had been there, and he was really good at it. Um, he wasn't a figurehead guy. Well, I think GMs that if you're going to have good GMs, you've got to have people that have been a scout, have been on the road, that knows how to evaluate players, that that maybe been a pro personnel director, although and been good at it. Because just because you've done it doesn't mean you're good at it, but be good at it to where you're not just well, what do you think? But it is all right, what you think, but then you also know how to evaluate it because you've done what they've done. If it's, which, what do you think? If I ask somebody on the football side what they think, I can relate. But if I ask them about things I don't know about, you know, then that becomes a, a big problem. I think that's what happens with some of these folks. How about this? Finally here, um, Carson Wentz, what are you expecting in Washington? You know what? I, I, I was listening to somebody earlier today. There was a stretch last year when you watch Wentz play from maybe week four to week 14 where you could have made the argument he was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL when you look at the numbers, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, 94 quarterback rating. And then you had these enormously awful moments like you had in the Titans game where you see maybe the worst eight minutes in the history of football with you know, the pick six or you watch the last two games of the year, Chris. Um, this kid's got talent. Um, why can't he put it all together? What's, what's the missing ingredient? Do you think in Carson Wentz repertoire that he just can't fix it? I think the parallels that I see in guys like Carson and others that have been similar have talent, but can you produce consistently comes under a number of different areas. Well, it's maybe instability in organizations, um, and, and how good of a team you are around them. I, when I look at the the development and the growth of players, let's look at the good ones that have turned out well. Let's take like a Josh Allen of Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes of the Jets. I think Justin Herbert's getting there. And there are others, but I just throw out those three. What's a common denominator? Teams are pretty good. Teams are well coached. There's some stability, and there's growth. Wasn't always good, but there was a slow, steady growth. And I think what happens with quarterbacks, I think we've seen this with Matthew Stafford. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Matthew Stafford looked a little different last year, didn't he? No, you bet. Better coaching. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and a better team. So when you're with the Detroit Lions and you're trailing by 17 points in the third quarter, what are you going to do, Dan? I mean, you're, 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 he's going to ingrain in bad habits. He's going to try to make a play, make something that's not there. And he, well, why did he make a bad decision? Because he's trying to make a play. You know, he's not worried about losing by 17. He's trying by, by losing more than 17. He's trying to figure out a way to win a game. I think this happens at times. So with a guy like Wentz, they've got to get better around him. And they've got to, look, they've got to coach the bad plays out of him. You know, you've, and basically the way you do it is, look, you know, throwing the football up for grabs in the edge is not the play we ever want. Okay, and I get it. You know, I mean, it's fourth down and it's the last play. I, I get that, but last play of the game. Just don't try to be a hero and build off the good things. But you've got to have good protection. You've got to have a good running game than balance. You've got to have good route progressions. You've got to have good defenses and special teams to put you in good field position. You know, a lot of times a good series and a bad series is play calling, and play calling has a lot to do with field position and your trust in your defense. I don't think people look at that enough. They tend to separate offense and defense. You know this, how they work together. They're separate that work together. They're tied to one another. How you play one side affects how you play another. I don't know that there's a fix there. I mean, you know, I – I wouldn't want to put him on a team like if I had a if I had a contender and I needed to to win a big play. I don't I don't know that he's ready yet because I don't, I I think he's been improperly prepared to this point. I think they're trying to create some stability, but I still look at the roster and I see a good defensive line, but still not a very good defense overall. That's good enough, and I don't see enough components. An offensive line that's got some talent. So I I just think that's the key is create that stability and improve coaching, and we'll see if they can they can provide that. I think too many guys in your ear, it just it it just it retards the development of any young player. Chris, where can people get your work? Because the upcoming season, I can't wait to see how this year is going to play out, man. I mean, especially on the NFC side, where I think it's wide open for so many people. How can they get a hold of your stuff? LandryFootball.com. Uh, it's a coaching and scouting perspective on the NFL, on college football. We break down play we break down players, teams, coaches, schemes at both the college and NFL level. It's like having your own scouting department, coaching department for less than a magazine subscription. So check it out. All the game breakdowns, all the team breakdowns. Um, we also you can also get all our podcasts there as well. So check it out. We if you like football, we think you'll love LandryFootball.com. Absolutely. Chris, we've been friends for a long time. You know I turn to you. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy the start of the season. We'll talk soon. You got it. That is my friend Chris Landry. Don't forget LandryFootball.com. See, Chris is from an old school like I am. And again, maybe this is part of the issue here 
that I still have is because, again, I still believe until someone shows me that you have to win football games and meaningful football games from the pocket. That's not necessarily saying that Jalen is not going to be. And and by the way, I think we're seeing more of these style of quarterbacks coming out of college now. And I think you're seeing a lot of these young coaches really turn more towards the college game and building those offenses around the talented kids that we see that are coming out of the college ranks. I, I, I understand that. But if you look at the postseason last year, who were the successful teams and who were the successful quarterbacks that were still standing? They were the drop back guys, the traditional guys that win games from the pocket. That's not saying they're not building something different and filling it. Can they do it? We're surely going to find out starting September 11th. We are totally going to find it. My problem, though, is is that throughout this entire offseason, they have babied Jalen Hurts so much that we're under this guise that he is an established guy. He's not. I would make this point. Justin Herbert's not an established quarterback yet. I would say, who else... uh, I I would say Joe Burrow is established because he established himself last year as a winner. Okay? You want to hear something crazy? I don't really think Kirk Cousins has established himself. Because you got to win games. Hey, if that notion is Jalen's got to win games that matter, Kirk Cousins does too. That's just not centric on Jalen. That's on anybody who is considered one of the quarterbacks that is the establishment of the National Football League. Russell Wilson is an established quarterback who has to have a rebound season for what? For people still to remain and think he is an established guy. He's coming off a subpar year for him. Okay? Kyler Murray is not established. I don't give a shit how much money. Deshaun Watson. Hey, your paycheck doesn't make you established. Your resume does. Absolutely. There is no question. Name? Kyler Murray's not an established guy. He hasn't done shit for me to sit there and go, that guy wins big games. He has not. He has not. Patrick Mahomes is an established quarterback. Okay? He's an established guy. That's why they move off of Tyreek Hill. By the way, I'm going to tell you, I think Travis Kelsey suffers massively this year, and I think those numbers go south. So in the last five years, you lose Kareem Hunt, 17% of your offensive production, and now you lose your speed merchant, Tyreek Hill. And now you just have Travis Kelsey to throw the ball to, which is not a bad option. Still considered the best tight end in the game. But, I mean, if anybody thinks that offense is going to remain the same, there's going to be a, they're going to have to win games differently. 
All right, please hit the like button. Don't forget, my friends, our friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, means this. They do not get paid unless you do. For the people is not a slogan. It's who they are. This is who John Morgan's company, Morgan & Morgan, are. Make no mistake about it. The biggest law firm in the United States of America is there to protect you and your family. To the tune of $13.5 billion over the last 30 years, 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida are ready to do battle for you. That's right. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sills sent you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.